Hey, we're back. Okay, so it is election day. Um, as it stands right now, as I'm speaking, uh, Vice President Biden has 253 electoral votes and President Trump has 213. And the time now is 5.19 p.m. Um, but that's not why I decided to do a podcast today. Um, I would encourage most of you to go to PastorRick.com. And he did about 35 episodes, um, sermons, um, starting with the virus up to the election. And I was very encouraged by the two that I, well, the one and a half I watched. So the one I watched was about the election. And what what I want to share with you is what he shared with, I guess, with every person from Saddle, from Saddleback and, you know, any person that was you know, with the, listen to the sound of his voice, is it does count the character of the king. So, and God looks at that. So God looks at the character of the king. And whoever that person is that's in position of power, it's important that that person has empathy and sympathy and tends to the poor and tends to the weak and the weak, and the sojourner, and the immigrant, and the alien, it is very important to to the Lord that this is done through that leader. Um, so those are those are one of the takeaways that I took from from his um, sermon today. Plus, also in the secular world, the highest power that the, that they have because they don't have God is government, where. We answer to the Lord. So, as my sister used to say something, if she hears this, she'll agree with me. She used to say, you don't know how big our God is. Like, we can't even fathom the, the, the size and the magnitude because we only see God as Jesus, as Christians. Now, the world sees God as an angry person who just wants to cast him into a lake of fire. Um, they don't see his love. They don't see his generosity. They don't see his kindness. They don't see his healings. Um, they don't see the miracles. They don't see the love. Whereas Christians, we are indwelled with him. So he, his love is in us. I guess that's where I'm going with this is that when you become a Christian, the Lord comes to you and he comes into you. You become one of him, part of the body of Christ. You won't know that until you go to a place where you don't know anyone and you meet Christians. That's when you'll realize the body of Christ. I found that out when I went to Guatemala. And I, I need to go back to that because that's when the last time I really did anything. Um, I get off the plane. I don't know anyone except the 16 that we're with. And, you know, all of a sudden, I'm, I meet all these people. And it was like I knew them, like I knew them all my life. There wasn't any, there wasn't any part of it that was like, you know, a, a, a stranger. I mean, the f the first time I meet Jorge is in the hotel room. I open the door and everybody hear, hear this. I open the door in my underwear because I thought it was my, the guys coming back because I was running late and it was him. And here I'd heard, heard about him. And so, I mean, there's this. Crazy embrace in the hallway. I'm standing in my underwear, you know, and then he's laughing and I'm laughing. And then 
And he's like, you got to get downstairs because you got to get your bags. And then, you know, because we're on our way to San Lucas. And my roommate um, for this for this week journey was Mark, who I would then become very close to. Um, you know, we knew each other, but we became like brothers during this trip. And I tell you, the reason we're like brothers, because the only thing separated us from being basically when you put all the brothers in the same bed is a little nightstand. So it was it was an experience of of being with someone and being in an environment which is primarily the Lord. Because we didn't have TV, we didn't have radio. So at night we did our daily devotionals, we did our prayers, we you know, we did our scriptures because he had put this whole devotional together. Um during the day we were all together. Um in the mornings we did a daily devotional. It was it was it was it was a week of Christianity. I didn't have any other distractions. Everything that was around me, well, even when I walked around, I was singing hymns. Um, and I'm in a pre- predominantly poor world area, Guatemala, you know, San Lucas Santalaman. There's dogs running in the streets and chickens and all kind of stuff going on, cats and people, vagabonds, people sitting on the street. You know, all these things. And then in all of this is all this beauty. So even though it appears they have nothing, everything grows there. Mm-hmm. So at this one point where we're building one of the houses and one of the guys, Lamont, that was with me, he, point, he points up to me where my bag is, my uh, my um, backpack, where we had a water and everything in there. And he says, man, I wonder why they picked the rest of them. And I look up, and it's a banana tree. Imagine being in a country where you look up, and there's bananas. Like bananas you buy in a store. They're looking at me. And behind that was an avocado tree mm-hmm. with real avocados on it. And then we went to one location and orange trees. Because the soil, and it's, on, it's at the equator. It was it was an amazing experience. So back to um, the body of Christ. So we we don't politics to us is it's it's important because we're of the world and in the world. Um, but we should not get hung up as Christians on who's winning what election. It doesn't really matter because the Lord is in control. God is good all the time. And God is sovereign. He's omnipotent. He's an omnipresent. He's outside of all of this. So this has already happened. It's all, it's like we're in we're in the history, heading towards the second coming. So what I would encourage you, and encourage every person, that f- find that pastorrick.com and look for those thirty four sermons, and get back into the Word. If you've gotten away from it because of the virus, get back into the word because that's where your comfort's going to come from. That's where the where you're going to find the Lord. Tomorrow I have my uh, I call it my 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 um, SARS v two virus uh, Bible study here at my house, and with someone who was my insurance agent who I met here. And the Lord just put on my heart to ask him for a Bible study. And we're going into our third week. We're studying the book of John. So I would encourage you to reach out to a neighbor, someone you may know or not know. And even if you do it in the parking lot. But try to 
try to always be spreading the gospel. Try to always be spreading the good news. Because at a time like this, people are very vulnerable. And being vulnerable means that they don't have a lot of distractions. The best time probably to reach out to people is probably during the lockdown. Because all they have is what's in front of them, which is the TV and the food and the refrigerator. So whatever you can bring to them during that lockdown will be spiritual food. So I would encourage you, um, I'm going to call this uh, PastorRick.com, um, 34 um, sermons um, during the virus. Um, and I would encourage you guys to go there. Pastor Rick, he does something that a lot of men are afraid to do. He tells you he loves you, mostly through the sermon. And if your pastor tells you he loves you, that that ingratiates you to him. That that endears you to him. That's part of his empathy and his sympathy that he shows those kind of emotions. I remember a couple of times my pastor was near tears talking about one of the sermons or was talking about people that were infirmed. Um, one of one of the pastor Ron Barber, he's an empathetic preacher. I mean, he'll cry right in front of you, but he's got the weeping heart like Jeremiah. You know, they're just. There is nothing, there's nothing more I find that would draw me to a pastor than a pastor that's not afraid to show me his emotions. And I go to the shortest passage in the Bible, and it's Jesus wept. And he was raising Lazarus from the dead. And he still wept because Mary and Martha were without their brother, and he was without his friend. And he had been there for four days. So... If the God of the universe can cry for us, we can cry for each other. So I'm going to end this with I love you all. And I pray for all of you. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. But we're going to call this PastorRick.com 34 um, sermons during the virus. Um, Tomorrow we'll pick back up with uh, the Daily Devotional. But Right now, it's still 253 to 213. It's anybody's race. God bless you all.